Greetings, cyberspace, and welcome to episode 180 of the Double Density Podcast with your host, Brian and Angelo. Double Density is your home to tech tales and paranormal primers. Now, first things first, Angelo, uh, uh, we started an unofficial pattern of Double Density episodes since the, the month of July, where we accidentally have done one show with a guest and one without, so we land on a week with a guest. So today we have Johnny Stitches joining us. So Johnny Stitches is a writer, voice actor, musician, podcaster, and stand-up comedian from Morriston, Texas. And Johnny put in brackets Houston, so the Houston area, I assume, is what you're trying to tell us. Well, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's all Morriston to me, but most people are going to be like, I just Googled that, and all that comes up is this stupid podcast about horror dramas. <laughs> <laughs> so as you mentioned, you're the creator and host of Hearing the Haunted, an audio drama anthology podcast, and the lead creator and showrunner, sorry, on aside, a serialized horror drama podcast, which I ended up on an episode, I want to say like a year and a half ago, as uh, alongside like Chris Cogswell, who we also had on yes. earlier this year. Johnny's also a proud father of two and an avid lover of music, Apple technology, video games, and automobiles. He's also the creator of and voice behind the Synthwave project and code. Johnny, welcome to Double Density. I was telling Angela, you're one of the better guests to have because you can kind of cover both of our bases here. Yeah, I mean, I uh, Desdemona introduced to me the show like 2017, I think. Uh, she came to House of Blues and we were doing a live uh, performance of one of uh, Cybernicide's episodes where we did like a mock surgery and all that. And uh, she started talking to me about like the podcast that she was into and she's like, yeah, I'm into this one. It's uh does a lot of supernatural stuff and you might like it. Cause I know you're like really into Apple stuff. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'll check it out. <laughs> and I think I've listened to every single episode since. So well, we're glad to hear that. Um, so speaking of Apple stuff, you recently tweeted out a pick. You've got new Apple hardware in your life. I do. I, uh, right on, uh, the, right after the keynote for the launch of the, uh, the new MacBook pros, um, I ordered a 16-inch. Um, I think when it was completely optioned out, it was somewhere st- stupid around like $5,400. It was. It's got the uh, the the four terabyte solid state drive. I didn't opt for the I think the eight or whatever it comes the with. Eight, that, yeah. was the, that was the highest because I'm never going to use that. But I do like my Dropbox gets up. I, like I top out. I'm over the two terabytes already in that. So I want to. I'm one of those purists that still, no matter what, if the internet just falls, I want everything still physically on the computer I'm working on, but I don't want a bunch of drives tethered to it. So that was the big thing. But um, yeah, the only reason I had to really get it was I bought one in 2019. I bought a 15-inch, which was my first one since 2011, and I was extremely unhappy with it. Uh, It sounded like a jet engine. Was it the keyboard? No, it was the fans. I mean, I couldn't do anything. Like right now... This is the first thing I've actually recorded on this new one. I'm about to jinx it, I feel like. But uh, um, it's so quiet. Like right now, if I had the 2019 plugged in, it'd just be like, I'd have to like muffle it or put it out in the hallway and run a large cable into this room to run everything off of and keep it out there. It's just a loud laptop. And I have it. Yeah, well, my wife has what has a 2020 Intel, like just before they switched from the Mac, uh, from from the Intel to the M1. And I mean, if she's on Zoom, even it's super loud. Dude, I'll check email. Like we, well, I have it downstairs right now in our living room, and I have it uh, hooked into a dock where it, where it can breathe well. Just going to a monitor, and me and my wife were going through. We got a Google document where we keep like all of our bills and budgets and stuff, and we we're looking at that last night. And I was like, I hate this thing so much. I literally <laughs> opened up a Google Doc, and it's acting like I'm rendering 4K audio. I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> But uh, it's yeah, I, I'm I've been so happy. Like I have a 2015 iMac, and I think the only time I've ever heard the fans come on is when I ran a diagnostic test. 
Wow. I think it's also because I have an i5 in here, so it's not exactly like a really hot running chip. Right. But I like. Yeah, I but guess how often? Do, lot, like like we, we keep talking. Like how often do you actually like stress test it? Like you don't really do. Well, that's much the thing, it, right? right? Like I don't. I don't do any video stuff, right? Like all the music stuff I do. I mean, I'm I'm usually limiting myself to like ten to fifteen tracks, so it's not what I found on my nineteen. Like I just uh, with my synthwave project, I just had to do this. I mean, I only did ten eighty p, but I I did a forty five minute uh, backdrop that played behind me on a uh, uh, reverse projector, and I put all that together over the summer. And the fans would, I swear, it felt like they were running cooler and weren't as loud when I was working in Final Cut than they were if I'm just in Safari looking at a YouTube video. <laughs> it made no, it's like, oh, we want the stress and we'll work better, you know. But, I mean, it would be super annoying because of my new setup, which I know the listeners can't see. But, like, uh, in my old house, I just had a your like a, a box that I recorded in a homemade wannabe whisper room that only cost me, like, three grand to put together versus dropping, like, 20 Gs on one of those turds. But, like, um, I I could not have that laptop in that thing. I, I ended up cutting a hole in it, spraying a foam, running the cables I needed into the box, and having my iPad just do a remote desktop app so I could still use that Mac but not have its fans anywhere <laughs> oh near the God. mic. Jesus. It was a mess. Um, so here's hoping that this is a better investment. <laughs> <laughs> so the second, second guest we have in a row, second guest who's bought a new uh, Mac. Yeah, but Mac first one using it. Yeah. Yes, it's true. When we had Casey on, he was still waiting. Yeah, for it, it was 11, 11, right at 10 week wait. I've waited for this thing. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, it literally uh, just arrived. What was it? Thursday? I sent you those photos yeah. of it. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, this is the first thing I've really done with that. I installed, I updated all my Logic uh, plugins, put all that stuff in there, all my uh, native instrument plugins, all my RX plugins, everything I need for the podcast. And then I found that I'm going to need Rosetta 2 to run Pro Tools on it. So that's great. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so I can't. I can't run. Did you? Uh, Pro Tools is still just apparently a Intel based uh, app for this thing. Are you? I mean, but the good news is, is like Rosetta Two apparently runs quite well. So yeah. you're you're probably going to be able to run Pro Tools better on that Mac yeah, than you were. I hope so on your old one. But I mean, I only and use Pro Tools at this point. Like uh, I have a my this uh, wonderful woman, Rachel Boyd out of Lubbock, Texas. She actually puts all of the hearing the haunted story episodes together now. So I just record the host audio like this, like introducing the story, the cast talking about some news and plug that in in the footer and the header behind it basically and package that together in pro tools and then run it out the, to Lipson and all that kind of stuff. So it's a lot less intensive of back in the Sirenicide serialized days when it was literally every footstep, every closet door shutting anybody sitting down, making a noise in the story was all put together. It'd be like a 97-track event going on versus, Jesus. you know, five. Um, but, yeah, so I, I do plan on trying my first hand at, like, editing 4K audio. I'm, I'm really excited about just, I mean, a 4K video, just trying to do it because, mm -hmm. you know, it just sounds so alien that a laptop's even can do that, like, proficiently without exploding. But, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the chip, everything that, you know, I watched that whole keynote, like, and just was just blown away by every stat. I'm like, I've not, I have not been excited about this computer since like 2011 when I bought my 17-inch. Oh, I remember those 17-inch lunch trays. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> this boy produced four seasons of Sirenicide. And that keyboard looks so little on it. I know, I know. It was funny because I, I was playing on my 2012 MacBook Pro and like looking at that versus the keyboard here on my 2020, it's such... A different feeling. You don't realize it until you go back to the older one. How like um, tiny that whole space was. 
Yeah. No, I, I, I've taken that thing apart. I, I look I at my, I look at my uh, 2003 iBook, and uh, that thing is bonkers looking. Like the my wife's uh, MacBook Air is thinner than the actual screen of the iBook. So the things have changed quite a bit, and the keyboard feels really weird. Because you could lift up that whole keyboard because you used to have to lift it up to put the airport card in it. Oh, you yeah. those things? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, it didn't have actual Wi-Fi. You had to put in a separate card. See, I missed all of that. Uh, that's one of the questions I was going to wanted to ask you guys. It's I don't know if you've ever seen that meme online where the the kids, like, eating ice cream in front of an ice cream advertisement. And there's these two kids like eating ice cream in the like the the advertisement behind him, and he's eating his ice cream in front of them like, oh, isn't this great ice cream? And that's kind of how you feel <laughs> talking to like listening to a podcast because it's like here I am listening to Double Density, be like, well, hey Angelo, what was your first Apple product? Wait, I can't ask you that question. I'm just listening to this. But now that I'm here, uh, that's what I was gonna. Uh, I was kind of curious, like, what was each of you guys' first like Apple product? Not just computer, but just product. Well, hmm. For me, I think I think it was the iBook for me um, in two thousand three. I had uh, I had been recording music on like a four track Tascam for Porta Studio, I think they were called on a four track, and I tried recording on a PC that I'd, I'd bought like a few years before, and it was just headache upon headache. And then I saw my glimpse of uh, GarageBand, which was like it was the first iteration of it, mm-hmm. and I thought, wow, this is going to be pretty amazing. And I was right; it was pretty amazing. I so I think the iBook was like my own first Apple product. I had been using uh, an iMac, like a, the old school iMacs with like the the, the, the first one, right? Like the, the G three iMacs yeah. I was using when at work. I just I just started a job. I guess two, it was two thousand one, so I had started a job in uh, where I work now, but like a very different job, and in the fine arts department, and they all used Macs over there. Wow! So I, I used a Mac at work for a good three or four months. And then I said, oh, I like this a lot. And I eventually switched to the, uh, the, the actual Mac I had, but that was the Mac I was using at work was an actually OS nine. Was it called OS nine, Brian? I can't remember. Is I, that what it, it was called? Was it OS nine? Yeah, it was OS nine. Yeah. It was OS nine. Yeah. It was Mac OS nine. It was the old school Mac OS nine. And then when I got the iBook, was that one, a, some sort of cat too? Like, was that leopard, snow leopard? Tiger? No, no, no. no. OS nine was like OS nine, right? So like the, the cat started with, um, with OS 10. So the first, uh, I think the first OS 10 was a cheetah maybe. maybe. Anyway, the one I got, I got was OS 10.3, which was Panther. Mm. That was my first Mac OS thing. And now we've switched to California names, so I'm on Monterey right now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but I, 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 so I got that, and then the next thing I got was an, a third-gen iPod, which was so damn cool. It was so much better than carrying around either oh a the cassette, like a Walkman. Yeah, well, that as pre that, that's an iPod Classic. Yeah, that's but my first pre that, right? This is my first Apple product. The video playing. Yeah. I used to like watch Lost and South Park on this thing. Oh my god, like, dude! Yeah, same. I same. love yeah. this thing. I mean, as you can see, it's it's hooked to a cable because that is the only way it works these days. <laughs> but I'm just surprised. You know, this is I bought this in '06, I believe. Yeah, this and is, yeah. yeah, that's the that was my my first foray into Apple. I was running a compact computer. I had empowered Pro Tools on. I had a little 1814 FireWire box on top of the the compact, and I was just you know dreaming of the day that I could afford an Apple product because you know I'd go into some studios because I'm I'm actually from a a lake town out in the rural area, like about 80 miles north of Houston. Um, 
but at that, at, by the time I, I acquired this bad boy, I had, I, you know, moved to Houston, got my first apartment living in the city. And I'd go to some of these studios around town, you know, as a musician and go in there and be like, wow. You know, and see those, like you said, those big Mac towers with the holes all on the side of them. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, Just look yeah. like a piece of Star Wars tech just sitting on a desk. <laughs> I'm like, this is this is so amazing. I can't wait till I can get one. But my first my first Mac was a 27, uh, I mean, 2007 MacBook, like the white one. Yeah, uh, I remember those. And I wanted a black one, but you had to pay a premium to get black for the same yeah, computer. Yeah, black. Yeah. yeah. So I got the white one, um, and I, I think since then I have, well, since this guy... I've owned 17 Mac products, um, and most of them are like heavy hitters. They're all computers. Uh, I got two Mac Minis in my house. Um, it's, it's, what do you use the Mac Minis for? So like a server? Or I have a, uh, well the my my backup to the computer I just showed you guys earlier, the 17 inch. Uh, I went and bought a Frankenstein 2016 uh, Mac Mini in 2017. It's one of those ones that one of those eBay stores got a hold of, like and just you know boosted the RAM put the you know biggest solid state drive they could in it at the time and I bought it off their store for like 1800 bucks and they give you one of those like two year warranties just through their store or whatever but it was you know it was like half the price of buying a new one at that point with you know way less power and I got that and that was like um what I was running all of recording all of my uh my metal band stuff and all that on the uh, but now it's in my son's room my son's 14 and he's producing synthwave music and doing all of it. You know, he's, you know, amazing. Yeah. He's, tr- he, I mean, he's a, like, I always joke with him. He's like a trumpet uh, marching band kid by day and then like a synthwave metal kid by night, like programming all this <laughs> stuff. But he uses that guy still. And it's, so that's one of the minis. And then my actual first M1 chip, I, uh, during uh, the pandemic last year, I found one on Facebook Marketplace. I guess somebody like had bought a bunch of them and thought they were going to make a ton of money and they were just trying to unload it. <laughs> I got it for like six hundred bucks, still wrapped up, and it's just yeah, it, it's just the basic one, whatever it comes with, like two fifty six. Yeah, but or, it's still an M one chip, yeah. right? Like those M one chips are like bonkers good. So that's plugged into like a little curve uh, Samsung monitor sitting downstairs uh, uh, in our living room. So if we just got to you know Amazon something or Google something or something like that, that's it's it's literally that computer for the house. Um, and I mean, now I, I have a, like, I have a little dock. I can't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I can. Ugh. I know they can't see it, but I'm showing <laughs> the people. This is the dock that oh, my yeah. new Mac is sitting oh, in. Yeah, okay. I, I have one of these guys. Yeah, I see the embossment at the bottom. It's got all the ethernet cables and all that stuff plugged into it. So it's pretty cool little product. Um, I have one of those, uh, you know, and not in my studio down, downstairs. Feels in my like house. a found footage film. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Run, there's a ghost <laughs> behind us. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, right now I got my 2019 Mac hooked up into that. So I feel like the M1 might just by osmosis become like the bastard child, because even though that's still an Intel based Mac, I have I mean, it was still like a $4,800 computer. It's got every single piece of software I've ever used in my career for work and for play and for the podcast all on it. So I can access that at any time without, because right now what I'd do is I'd run up here to the studio, plug it into this dock, work on this computer, unplug it, run it down there if I needed to. I don't have to do any of that now because I mean, I got two of them. So I, very, I feel very, very fortunate and privileged at the moment. You know, I mean, I've saved up for a while for this guy, and I, I was really hoping that they would release him this year. So I was glad they did. Um, did you did you set up as new, or did you do migration assistant? I did migration assistant at first, uh, and okay. then I realized the headache of changing the actual account name <laughs> because it was still. Now I was calling because my other one down there is called uh, uh, 
MBP447, which is a big Cyrenicide character. Um, and this, so this one was called MBP447 bracket two. I'm like, no, oh, I'm God. out. I'm out. <laughs> so, so I ended up just wiping it and starting fresh. And but I that's just a classic one. musician move of like naming a file, like, like yeah. one, one, final, final, final. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly. Uh, but I named this one Silver Bullet because I went with the silver finish because my last one was Space Gray. And I I got the, again, showing this one. It just gives me the nostalgia vibes for these guys. Yeah, absolutely. It does. Because it's a 16-inch and it's more squared like these were. So I just feel like, oh, it's like they didn't get rid of their best Mac they ever made. You know, <laughs> I, I'm a huge fan of that thing. Again, I got it in 11 and I ran it all the way up to about that 2019 Mac. And the only reason I did is I finally, uh, I did the oven fix for that thing where you got to re-solder that, uh, well, not re-solder, but re-seal that, um, the, the visual card part that separates in those 17-inch Macs. I don't know if y'all, there's like a bunch of YouTube videos of doing the home, literally the home bake fix to, to heating that <laughs> back up to seal it so it'll, it'll work. But the... I guess over time, if you don't just use it as a stationary laptop, but if you actually use it as a laptop, right, it'll eventually it'll start getting those uh, what I call them the circus lines, like pink and purple lines that pop up. Oh with yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The Apple logo. It was it was just it did that about in 2015, about four and a half years into its life cycle, and I did that bake fix on it, and then it worked all the way up until until I ordered that 2019 Mac in February of uh, 2019. Uh, around January of 2019, it was just every time I'd open it, it would show those lines and it just go black. I tried every fix. Ugh. I sent it to um, the Apple Store. Obviously, it won't work on them no more because they're prehistoric at this point. But there's a here in because we're it's called vintage. We, That's exactly. <laughs> That's I love That's that. That's the polite way of saying it. <laughs> but here uh, where I'm at uh, in this my area of Houston, I'm literally like right down the road from NASA. Like Space Center is literally like 11 miles from my house. So there's a ton of like the 1980s computer era of like silicon repair and all that kind of stuff. All the stores like survived out in this well, area. Well, Texas was yeah. big for computers in the 80s, right? Like I, I learned this from Halt and Catch Fire. It's get well, and it's getting that way again too, because like everybody's migrating to Austin from California at the moment. So it's it's becoming it's it's really good. But when you got Lockheed Martin and Boeing and all that like right around you, you can find somebody. And I you know I took it into the guy, and he was just like. Oh, yeah, I'll take a look at it, man. He calls me back two hours later. He's like, dude, it's dead. It's like, it's not <laughs> coming back. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I, mean, you... I had a, I had a 2012 MacBook Pro that I was using as a laptop laptop, not stationary, but like moving around and the hard drive died early 2017. So I, luckily that was like one of the last models you could swap one out. So a friend of mine actually just had a discarded one. He's like, I can give him this for free. It was like a 512. Wow. And I was like, okay, I'll take it. And then like it lasted all the way. It still is good. It's just, yeah, I had, I had a similar issue. Not that bad though. Of like it was just taking forever to boot up every single time, and I was doing everything I could to like clear the RAM, like every single thing you're supposed to mm -hmm. do to like try to ensure that like it efficiently boots up. And it was like taking like five minutes every single day. Knock, knock on wood, this one reboots quickly, as we discovered just before the episode started that I had to reboot. Oh, yours, oh, yeah, and it, dude. It's it's like 15 seconds, yeah. and it, it, this is a 2015 iMac. But when I first got it, I mean, I have very little storage on it, but because it's an iMac, I have a terabyte and a half plugged into the back of it, but right. it only had 256 uh, gigs of, of storage, but I don't care because, like I said, it's plugged in, yeah. so it doesn't matter. Nice. But, wow, SSDs made a huge difference in everything. Dude, this thing, I I have just been... It's one of the... It's, it's more of a just like that new toy feeling. This one I just got, like, I'm opening it, and just the... I mean, I'm getting older. I'm 37 now, and I'm like, 
Uh, I'm 37. I'm already overdating myself. I'm 36. <laughs> uh, I'm jumping the curve already. But uh, I was just like, I, I I pulled my glasses off, wore glasses too, and I looked. I'm like, this screen is so clear. Like, I can't believe how gorgeous. I mean, you you yeah, you it's watch a the LED. Yeah, right? you you watch the keynotes and the 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 propaganda fest, but like this thing is just amazing man like i have not, well, not been this excited about a computer again since like a decade ago yeah well i have my money saved up for the next imac whatever it may be because i always say you know five to seven years is when i usually change and i'm getting up on the six-year mark so is it no it's no it's going to be seven years next year jeez well, I, time goes by fast i plan on um, testing the hell out of it hopefully over the next week like i said i want to try my first foray into editing editing 4k video and opening just trying to get trying to get those fans up trying to get the thing hot just to see um i hear it's hard to do yeah that's what every i, I went down the youtube rabbit hole where i've been waiting all this time for it and i've watched <laughs> like every test on this stuff and it's just it just and so far so good like right now i mean the fan is literally maybe a foot from my microphone like where it's at yeah i can't, can't hear, hear anything, anything. Right? yeah no, not at all so i'll i'm i'm looking forward to whatever the imac will be because the I, I was at an Apple store a few weeks ago and the the twenty four inch iMac's nice but it doesn't fit my needs right like I I want I, I can't go down to a twenty four inch screen. For I love that green inch. one though, man. I'm not a I'm, it's it's nice. I'm a red guy, but that green looks really. Cool. <laughs> I'm I'm partial to orange as you can see from my iPhone case, oh, but nice. I I I really like. I don't know what they're going to do with the, they're going to be Pro Max, so of course they're not going to be colorful, but whatever. I, I'll get whatever I can get, and I'm. I'm likely just going to go with a base model because that'll be by then. Great yeah, for me. Well, I mean, like, you're not, like once again, you're not editing much. You re no. record, you got a couple of tracks, and you use MIDI too, right? So it's just not a huge concern yeah. for you. I'm I'm still on a 1998 keyboard over here. This thing's from <laughs> the 90s, and it doesn't it doesn't have it doesn't actually have uh, like a USB out. Like on the back, it still has a serial port, right? And there's a switch for PC or Mac. Oh, like wow. it's that old. <laughs> And but it's plugged into a, a Tascam box, and when I upgrade my Mac, I might upgrade my keyboard. My, finally, ex, no, 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 not keyboard is way too expensive to upgrade. Like that's that's a like an upgrade to a, a fully weighted MIDI controller is like a good one is easily two grand. I don't really feel like paying that. Yeah, but I like how you got all huffy, all like all huffy about <laughs> the idea of up like like oh I'm willing to throw my my you know my computer out after five years but like oh a keyboard I've had for it's seven years. years my friend but no but this like this thing was great like it has it has like an amazing keyboard bed it's 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 hard to come by these old is it got like, like the some straight of these up are good old school MIDI like controller like the plugs that go in like yeah yeah, yeah so I've, I've got that like plugged the, into the my task the only way so like, I see that now is like when you click on MIDI and logic or something it's like this is what <laughs> yeah. midi used yeah. to plug in via yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's why like if i get if i get a new a new uh audio interface it'll be one of the um it'll either be like the focus right uh, scarlet the higher end ones or the um, or the uh, claret ones with the midi the claret ones are cool because they're usb-c firewire right so yeah. or not firewire what am i saying usb-c thunderbolt I'm, i was gonna say like firewire. what are you what are you running really, here like are you back in 2005 yeah, I know the fire firewire. Like, hey, my iPod used to connect firewire. Speaking of that, know, though, my like... first so I uh, was first exposed to Macs at school. So we used G5s Ooh, um, nice when I was learning school. to edit audio and video. And then I ended up buying the cheapest Mac you could at the time, two thousand five, two thousand six, which was a Mac Mini, which had a firewire port. Nice. I and, still have uh, a firewire port on that twenty sixteen. 
Really? Dude, it's still yeah. that recent? I didn't realize that. A, I thought yep. they had cut that out like had, two years ago almost. It's rare. Point. It's got no, the, it's the Firewide 800. Two 800 like square ports. Oh, okay. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. The, the rhomboid disc. That one's so cool because it's got an HDMI, uh, a Thunderbolt, and uh, five five USBs and two 800s. It's so Whoa, like just that is built stat. out in the back. So when I got that M1, Ports. That M1 Mac Mini, I turned it. I was like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> I was yeah. like, where do my ports go? <laughs> no no need to travel to Dongletown for that <laughs> yeah. stuff. Uh, I'm so envious. And then, yeah, I had an iPod. Uh, I had the 6, the, the video, too, because I remember watching old episodes of The Twilight Zone on there while nice. I was going to finish like, my BA. Like on the While bus. listening to uh, Art Bell. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, yeah, no, because like, it, it, like I like this might be a very uh, contentious topic, but like, I prefer in some instances doing faster than one X. So like, at the time, I remember I actually like one of my earliest memories of using that was listening to the two <laughs> William Shatner autobiography uh, audiobooks. Weird. Uh, because I, I'd found them on a like a, a an FTP server at one point. I was just like, why not download them and just play them? Yeah, I, I think it would be so cool because, I mean, you like everybody and their mom seems to go to the bathroom now and like use their phone, right? Yeah. I still remember like I'm getting up from the desk or something like that. Or I got to use the bathroom. Like, let me grab my my video iPod yeah. and like watch an episode <laughs> of South Park or something because, I mean, the, I didn't so have an iPhone or anything post, yet, like, you know, so. And now these new ones, like I'm. The HDR on this thing is incredible. Yes. Like, it's, it's so, like, I have an okay Sony TV that's that does HDR, and it's fine. But when I watch it on my phone, I'm like, oh, the power of OLED. Oh, yeah, so you've got a, you've got a nice one there, too, I right? Yeah, I just got the 13. Um, I That's a Pro Max. Pro Max, yeah. The, How do you feel uh, walking around I with it? it? Like, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've visualized trying to walk around in with my, like, and I just, Your I can't. pants fall down. I can't. Well, again, I, I got a, I got a, I got a desk job, and then I have a, the magnetic MagSafe mount in my truck. So when uh, I get okay. in it, I just set it right there, and it clicks right up. Um, I have wireless CarPlay in my vehicle, so it just goes right to it. So it's. Oh, amazing. I mean, oh, I, I thought I had it on mute. I guess I don't. Uh, and just like right <laughs> just here. Started, at, yeah, just yeah, it's right, charging. Right here at my desk, I have uh, this little. Found footage cam again. For the audio listeners, I am describing a uh, <laughs> just this little. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I got this little great. metal thing off of Amazon, and then plug that guy in there, and it's got a little Velcro strip holding it down from the weight, and then I just put that guy on there, and it does its. There it goes. And I can turn it and watch something while I'm working. At work <laughs> oh, or nice. Something like that. So, and I have one of those at my my desk at my job too, and all that. And uh, here, getting a little personal, but I have one in my shower. That's waterproof. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. So I can okay. like finish a podcast or something. Uh, I have these two mounted Bluetooth speakers that are waterproof up above my shower. It sounds it sounds really like bougie. It's not. They're they're not <laughs> built for that. They're like the speakers you would take to the beach. But I put them up in the shower. <laughs> that way, oh, wow. if I'm like you know finishing a again a podcast or a YouTube video or something like that. I can, you know, it's 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 horrible, you know. First, yeah, I will. Uh, first, I mean, look, I, I saw the the iPhone 13 Max, uh, like uh, at the same time I went to, to the the Apple Store. Your one visit into town or whatever per month. Yeah, I wasn't even into town. I was still in the <laughs> suburbs, but uh, I, I, it's a really nice phone. But like, I I would not be able to justify that to management over here. Uh, she would kill me. Yeah, you also so. just don't need it once again. Yeah, yeah, like for me, yeah, I don't like. No, I, I'm happy with my iPhone. 12. The reason great. I actually got it is during our concerts, I actually use it as what I call the floater cam. So I have one of those gimbals that where it won't vibrate and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the GoPros have for it, and I'll, you know, my wife or someone when I'm 
recording, she'll use that as the film that, you know, follows around set and that kind of thing. And that gimbal has a little setting where the phone will tilt and follow whatever thing you've Oh yeah. Set it to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A friend of mine has what one the, of those too. What the, the Terminators cool. will eventually use to, to get rid of us. It'll <laughs> be able to follow you. But uh <laughs> it's well, it's pretty cool. You can't get a better camera for the price, basically, at this point, I, right? I so. will tell you this though. I mean, I'm always reluctant to buy a new uh uh iPhone. I usually don't buy them except for like maybe once every four years, but I bought during the pandemic, I got a uh 13, just a regular 13, not a uh max or anything like that. But I got it in the product red because everything Cyrenicide is red. And Apple did a really poor job of showcasing that color online because it came in. And I'm not using an aesthetics person. I got a case for it to cover it. That thing is like pastel, like eggshell red. It is horrible <laughs> oh. looking. And I, I ended up giving it to my son. <laughs> I was like, when I got this one, I was like, I just can't. I ended up buying a little metal piece that goes over the camera. To like cover up even that part of the red because the side of it was that brushed aluminum red looked really pretty. Yeah, yeah. And all of my iPhones have been you know some version of product red unless it just wasn't available. Like this, I got the the graphite or whatever color that is because I couldn't get red. But man, I'm a little upset because I saw all these supposed leak photos where it looks like they're going to recess those three cameras finally flat into the Eventually, 14. Yeah. You know, but I mean nobody really knows what the 14 is going to look like yet. But I mean, there's a you know we're still like a year yeah away. but that's the thing it's like man what i there i just thing just came out uh, i mean i guess i miss almost i used to hate it but now after i bought it and put that much investment into it i'm like where's the where's the 13s man like are we really <laughs> gonna go to the 14 this fast <laughs> yeah but yeah they don't do that anymore i think they hope they've, we get the, the i just USB-C. wonder are they ever gonna stop using the numbers like at, at a certain point when we get to like we're gonna get to 14 15 i think that like, too like e- about a lot of products like i just think the the term playstation 5 sounds so lame i mean and then now six like it's like yeah man, it, this does not sound impressive anymore have you ever watched the sixth episode of any trilogy i mean any series <laughs> or the horror movie yeah. it's never good i mean <laughs> So yeah, they, I I hope they like they they st- they never did it with the iPad, right? They kind of stopped the like iPad Air two, and then they just went iPad yeah. and, and just here's the version. Yeah, I, I always have. thought they would change it. Like the watch sounds kind of good because it's like series whatever. That actually doesn't sound terrible because of the that's the way watches have been named. But even like then, that. once you get to the series eighty seven, yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> Like weird. then, it just sounds like a year. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully it'll... <laughs> Which would be a, a, another good way uh, of denoting nomenclature is a year model. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. That that makes sense. I um something else Johnny mentioned in the notes. Right, you had put those those things in the notes about like what what's our current like or no? Did I put what's our current favorite? Apple I don't know, Angelo. Like, All I know is it wasn't me. So well, I, 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 there, I, think, so I, I think it was me. Yeah. I, well, I, wanna, I love how you can't. Like, you are so in tune with our guests that you're not sure. Like we've we've attained hive mind doing. status here. Yeah, I. So okay. Well, so what is our favorite Apple product? Like current? Like you just have one? I think Johnny is basically the new uh, the new Mac. Well, I can't. I feel like I can't say that yet because if this it's, thing takes a crap on me over the like next week or the fans, yeah, I'm going to be way more disappointed because this is the most expensive. Like other than a car, it's the most expensive product I've ever bought in my life. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I've I've had bought guitars. I have like a complete control MIDI controller, or semi weighted, not fully weighted, but uh, and, and things like that that cost like nine hundred bucks. I have two Bose L1 PA systems that are twenty seven pounds, but put out tons of wattage. 
that I take to like small like coffee gigs. And even those were, you know, like 1200 bucks. And when I bought that last 2019 Mac, I was like, I'm never spending this much money on a computer ever again. And I just topped it by almost a grand with this one. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and that was 2019. I wasn't, I know it feels like a forever ago, but that means like in three years, you know, not even three years, like that's a lot of money in like Apple silicon and stuff. So I hope that's my favorite, but I will honestly say this right here is my favorite Apple product at the moment, this iPhone I'm holding, the the 13 Pro Max. It is the 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 speed of it, the freaking uh, going through and like recording videos. Like we we're putting up Christmas decorations in front of the house and like I went through and was like throwing a light in slow-mo and just messing with some of the visual effects. I'm like, this is, I can't believe this is in the palm of my hand. Like this is it's not running hot. You know, it doesn't have a jet engine fan. This is so awesome. You know, you don't like, need an SD card exists. to move your your yep. your media. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then I know that everybody doesn't is not impressed with this because it's been around. But that video is now right here on my my new MacBook. I can load that up and watch it. Like yep. I didn't do anything. It's just there. I love that. Yeah, yeah. iCloud Photo Library is great for that. Like you just it just automatically is there. It's great. I never have to worry about it. Angela, what would you pick? I just pick my MacBook. I think. I mean, it's fine. Uh, yeah, because you're not as big. Like you don't have that much Apple stuff. No, really? I have, have that. IPhone? I have the phone. Yeah, that's it. I don't have the HomePod Midis all over my house though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I go. I have. I go more obscure, and Brian's probably going to know what oh, I, I know say. But it's, it's how not many of them, the best. How many of them the, do you have? What? Well, no, wait. So it's and it's so it's not the best Apple product by by sheer fact that they discontinued it this year. But it's the HomePod. It makes me the happiest. Like it's my Apple product that I, I sit down if I watch a movie or I listen to music. It just sounds so nice. It's so good. Watching a movie like. And the one the one concern I have now is that they weren't built very well. Apparently, that's one of the reasons they discontinue them because, like, they apparently just die after a year or two, which is horrible. Because, they, you know, yeah, it's sad when this is still going and that's not. <laughs> yeah, see, right? They don't they don't hold up like iPhones, but they, in the grand scheme of audio things, they're actually not that expensive. Right, right now, if I look to even just buy like a a decent Atmos soundbar to replace them, if th- that would happen. They're they're more expensive than two HomePods put together from considering what I paid for them, but they sound so much better than most soundbars from what I can tell. And I don't know, I haven't really tested that much. But anyway, and things that make me happy, it's just great. Like even the kids love using them. It's right now it's all Christmas music all the time. But you know, you just walk around the uh, the house and say, "Hey, so and so, play something," and it plays it. I have the, I have the mini here. Like it, I can't lift it up far enough to show you, but the minis are fine. They just don't sound anywhere near as good as the the HomePod Biggie or whatever we're going to call them. I just hope <laughs> Apple replaces them with something. So you can give them more money for... Uh, before, for before mine breaks. Yeah. Like, that's that's my thing. Is like well, you had a whole thing this week. You were hap- texting me that the, the timer wasn't working. So that was a weird bug, though. It wasn't actually my big HomePods. It was... So what happens if you're... So I had a, my router restarted because it had an, uh, a firmware update. And apparently sometimes... A home one HomePod may not catch the internet properly or whatever, and you have to reset them one by one. And one of the minis was not working properly, and it was cre- causing all the other timers not to work, which is very odd. It's a really weird bug, but it's it's fixed now. I just needed a reset. Most of the time, a reset fixed these things, but uh, the 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 word on on the HomePod subreddit is that there's like a diode inside the the big HomePods that eventually burns out and just they stop working. I know it's so sad because speakers usually last forever. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm like trying to my, think of my, I'm trying to think of a pair of speakers that I've had that have like died out and really like it's only been like No, and it's not even the speaker itself. It's basically just this one diode and because of the way they're built, it's not something that's easily replaceable unfortunately. And because you can't actually replace them anymore, there's none left anywhere. And I could probably sell mine on eBay for like $600 if I really wanted to. Do it. Wow. Because will they still service them? Yes, they will service them, but it's basically the cost of a new one. Mm. So they got you and, there. And they might not anymore because if they, they can't really service them in an Apple store, they usually just give you a refurb, mm. but they don't even have any of those left. So that's that's the main problem. What I think what'll happen if if they do die or if one of them dies, I'll just there's a Sony soundbar that I kinda like and I know it won't sound the same. And I'm sure any audiophiles listening to this, Johnny included, probably hears the word soundbar and starts crying qu- uh, quietly on no, the No, I still got a crappy, like, not crappy, like a nice LG soundbar on my TV down, like, in our living room that I like. And then I have a, a oh, okay. Samsung one over here tied to a CRT TV hooked up to all my classic consoles that I, I run through. And you're happy with the soundbar? Yeah, I, I like it. And I I have the the, oh, the base, uh, the base <laughs> uh, box that comes with the soundbar, like, facing... Yeah. Like the feet, so people the point sit, one in whatever sound yeah, system that's sitting this low profile yeah. like plush futon thing in front of these old game consoles. Like if something rumbles on like to rock on the sixty four, you can feel it hitting your foot. So kind <laughs> that's of that that's really cool yeah. experience. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, so that that if if it comes to that, there's a, I have a Sony TV, so I'd probably buy the Sony soundbars, which are apparently quite good for the price. So. That's probably what I, I would miss do. Having but a knock Sony on wood, TV, man. I hope these uh, these HomePods last a few more years. So apparently, there's a female ghost in this apartment building who thinks I'm attractive. <laughs> Double density. One of the reasons I wanted to have you on, Johnny, is because I don't think we've had a, an audio um, a content creator as of yet. I was, you know, and I've listened to Sirenicide a bunch, and mm-hmm. I was just, I want to talk to you about uh, inception, creation, release, all of that, because it is far different from what we do here, where Angela and I cut out all the coughing bits, throw in, you know, a bumper or two, and call it a day, pretty much, for yeah. most of our episodes. Yes, no, I, I, was listening, I was listening to some of his work, and it's like, I, yeah, I can't it, it, imagine well, doing that. It's like, uh, it's... It's a lot of work goes into what you do. And, you know, at the end of the day, how many tracks are on one of our Double Density episodes? Like five, if there's like an extra bumper yeah. or two? I mean, we've, we've done a couple episodes where like we've done a little bit more creative stuff and that's like touching 15 max, where I can't even imagine <laughs> yeah. where where that goes for you, Johnny. We were talking before recording that you use Pro Tools, right? To to mix a lot of your, uh, you, your audio? Yeah. So uh, when we first started the uh, the podcast, well, we were actively still recording our demos and our you know working on the album that never came out for our our death metal band Sirenicide. Um and uh, you know short you know long story boring the whole purpose of the podcast originally was to be a promotional tool uh, because we we had names like Johnny Stitches Eddie Vile these were all of our stage names for the drummer the bass player the singer and so forth. And we wanted to give them like this little comic book-esque backstory. So we looked into doing a comic book and realized that we couldn't afford $800 a page for a semi-decent comic book, not even a great one. Um, Not to mention stuff to self-publish and all that. And I was listening uh, to a few audio drama podcasts at the time, some true crime. But one of my favorite ones was uh, No Sleep, which is like the Metallica horror podcast. And uh, this episode came on around Christmas time of 2015 called The Good Thomas Shea. A shout out to that episode and this uh, one of the voice actresses on it, Jessica McAvoy, one of my favorite voice actors ever. And she's 
been a regular in my shows now, hearing the Haunted and Cybernicide. So I'm very fortunate to have her as a personal friend and somebody that I've worked with, you know, professionally in the audio drama world. But it was, uh, you know, I was staring, I was listening to this episode and I got home, I opened up GarageBand right before band practice and I just started improving like, um, you know, I, I was like, I can't do like a found footage thing. I don't want to do a narrative thing like I saw her in the alleyway. So I just was like, you know, what are you doing here? And I just like talking to somebody like in a drama format. And then I went through and did like a two instrument MIDI track behind it, some synth pads. And uh, the guys got to practice and I played it. And it was basically um, a mock person of finding this girl in a uh, uh, parking garage. And when he touches her, she melts. Now, of course, she's silent. So I'd be like, are you going to talk to me? The reason she was silent is I didn't have any other voice actor to point. I was just trying to make something <laughs> up just to show the guys. And I was like, what do you guys think of this? Like, what if we use this for our stage personas? So we ended up, you know hodgepodging together season one season one is very rough uh, i tell people all the time when you listen to it it takes everything in my power not to go back and like george lucas the crap out of it and like fix it all recast the voice actors rewrite some of the dialogue because i mean it's all mine i could do it if i want to but i'm like no you don't know where you're going unless you know where you've been you know i'm not out here trying to make ad revenue and all that kind of stuff so it's a snapshot of time just but, to let um, you know, Johnny, Angela and I have definitely talked about redoing our first episode because uh, I am uh, I'm not necessarily like, uh, deeply ashamed of it, but there's like a mid-level of shame about like, because <laughs> Angelo and I have, you know, like you're still finding your rhythm and you're mm -hmm. still trying to figure out who you are as a podcast, et cetera. So I, I definitely understand wanting to to remold or reshape what came before. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we but should do that, Angela, I, in 2021. I, I don't even I don't even want to go back and listen to that first. <laughs> the first episode. 10 or so. Didn't somebody say, yeah, somebody asked, why is he whispering? Yes, a lot this? of so, people ask me, why do you whisper? Um, I have had to coax you. Like, the thing with you, Angela, is that you're very um, agreeable. It's hard to no, get you mad, for better or for worse. <laughs> That's true, unless unless you uh, you break one of my HomePods. Well, yeah. yes, but that's a whole other thing. But Apple's but yeah, doing that no, for you, Johnny. I totally understand the the <laughs> desire to 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 director's cut it. Yeah, well, we ended up. Uh, so the process was, you know, at first we were like, well, there's no investment in this. We literally have all the equipment at our house already. I mean, um, uh, I had a SM7B like you have. You know, I was recording all my metal vocals and stuff into. But I wanted to get more of like the RE320 I'm, uh, Electro voice I'm in right now. I, I really liked that it had a, a little bit warmer tone and those kind of things. So we started sitting around and I was like, what if we do something like this? And like, no one's going to believe that this is a podcast because everybody thinks a podcast is like, this is what the New Orleans Saints did yesterday. Have you seen the hottest new movie? Like everything's commentary podcast. Basically, when you talk to somebody or it's a, you know, a documentary or a 2020 special for your ears about a missing person or something like serial and those kind of things. And so there's a they invented podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and to be fair, I've never finished that. I, I mean, I'm not trying to slam it. I just like it does not interest me. It's so dry. But I mean, it's it, also it bugs me because it's like I'm I'm like the podcast tipster because when somebody would say, "Oh, have you just listened to this new thing called podcasts?" <laughs> it's just this thing called Serial. I'm like, I've been listening to podcasts since 2004. <laughs> Thank you very much, right? Oh, gee. But uh, so basically, the process when it was on an iPod, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like this one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, I was waiting for when that. It was a pod being casted <laughs> from this thing. 
But uh, for for the audio listener, Johnny held up his pod, his iPod. Yeah, my iPod Classic video and a uh, silver bullet, silver. But um, so basically, uh, as far as workflow, we would uh, we had to like, well, someone's got to write this crap, you know. And we're all kind of like dead staring, like, well, I'm not writing it, I'm not writing it. And I was sitting there quiet. I'm like, I'll write it. I used to write like short stories in high school. Um. I had like I I have like a fifty four unfinished chapter novel on my old freaking compact and my Sony Vio from way back in the day. That I never finished because I wrote it when I was like fifteen and seventeen and had it's just a mess. But I brought a I read a like couple chapters out of it to him. They're like, yeah, okay, well you try it. And I can again cringe when I listen to season one and the dialogue. I'm like, man, I I really didn't know where I was going with this. Well, we put it together and we put it out to the interwebs and. Uh, we got like 700 downloads in the first two weeks. And I'm like, who the hell are all these people? Because like 30 people come to our concerts. <laughs> so like, what is going on here? You know, uh, maybe just the same 30 people listened to it like nine times or something like And then I logged back in and we broke like a thousand listeners. And I'm like, okay, this is just getting crazy now. And we opened for a Dark Tranquility that December at Scout Bar here in Houston, they were coming through on their national tour and we were the regional uh, well, local act. And uh, I was talking to the, the lead singer of the band after the show and uh, he goes, hey, great job on your, you know, like that your audio show you got going on. It's pretty creepy, very interesting. And I'm like, okay, well now I know where one of the eight Swedish <laughs> listeners came from. <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing after looking at the metrics. And it just it gave a new fervor to it. And around uh, early 2017, we had to sit around and have the Come to Jesus meeting of, do we continue the band or do we do the podcast? Because we're stretching our resources too thin as far as time management. We have jobs, wives, kids, these kind of things um, in life. And I'm really, and this will kind of probably transition into the, the second half of the show, but I was really, really in, interested in the the whole phenomenon when I was a little kid of watching Unsolved Mysteries and not really the ghost story as much as it was like the missing persons. And like, I almost want to give the missing person like a super hero quality. Yeah. That girl went missing and you may never hear or see from her again. And that is sad and sucks. But in my world, she was caught by these surgeons. They fixed her. She'll never get cancer. She'll never get sick. And she's freaking like working with this faction towards like trying to stop the apocalypse. Right. And that's like the premise of this show. What it, it just goes from missing persons and vampires and creatures and then it unfolds into a very apocalyptic event. And the show, just for listeners to know, it is written I was a big breaking bad fan, um, which is I would love the fact when a series stops and it is written to an ending. And it's not just trying to keep going and going and going like Walking Dead or something like that. And I wanted to make which, sure Which by that the way is brutal yeah it's just it's a slow agonizing death Um, and also to someone who like read the comic book like thank god kirkman ended it when he ended it like it was the logical conclusion to things like i wish the television show and now with all the spinoffs like fear is on season six or seven right it's just right yeah there's too much yeah and you know the the amount of money amc was throwing towards vince gilligan to like you could do 10 more episodes i mean 10 more seasons of breaking bad and people will watch it and they would have but it's like, no, this is the story, and this is how the story ends. Yep. And I brought that up to the writer's room, and I'm like, we have this in, and it was going to be a five-season Sirenicide. Well, finances, time management, I had to do a whole bunch of – I mean, you can't tell when you listen to it, but there's like two or three storylines that got cut, and I condensed it to four seasons, but still made it 
end. And then when I created Hearing the Haunted, the, the current show I'm running right now is all anthology stories that take place in that universe, but you don't have to listen to one episode of Sirenicide to enjoy it. Right. And you can pick up any episode of Hearing the Haunted in any order and just listen to it because none of it's serialized. It's all anthology. Um, and it's hosted. So that was where Sirenicide ran like a TV show, I, you know. And then, um, but so back to your original question, we basically, we put everything together in Pro Tools because that's what we were the most comfortable with. Um, that's what we had been recording in. And then I started, uh, I noticed because we were a death metal band, so it was pretty easy. We had a, uh, a, a Sapphire Pro 40 back then and we'd plug all the drums up into that interface um, and mic them all up. We never really used any keyboards. Well, I wanted to do a more like synth wave kind of soundtrack to Sirenicide. And I started playing with MIDI hardcore for the first time in Pro Tools. And I'm like, this is garbage. This is not built for MIDI. <laughs> so I opened no, it's nice. I opened up GarageBand and I started, you know, tinkering around more in there. And I'd always, you know, used GarageBand was like my audio notes app. So I didn't have to use an iLock or any of that crap. I'd open my laptop up, open a, an, a blank GarageBand file, wheedle something out on a guitar or do a vocal melody or something like that or say some lyrics in my head, close it down and and... And save it. And the only reason I did that versus a phone is later on I could hook GarageBand up and actually play something to it if I needed to. And then when I my first foray into Logic was in 2016, and I started writing all my music in Logic because I mean we write all the music for Sirenicide in house, and it was just a breath of fresh air. Not to mention it's just gorgeous. I mean, it's just a pretty software yeah. compared to like it works well, Pro yeah, Tools <laughs> that just looks horrible. It's the ugliest thing ever. But uh. Yeah, it's so, definitely like it's definitely a like a a DAW that its look is like stuck like 15 years too late and like yeah. the updates are too slow because also like it's this weird push and pull of like all these professional um um you know studio people have been trained on it right so to yeah, even to do 80 the years most old minor they don't want to change their stripes <laughs> you'll hear about it you'll hear about it online everyone will be complaining about everything and I've seen it go down and like my job is in music tech so like I spend a lot of time reading about these things and just people are just resistant to change even though it's better for them yep. fundamentally well yeah i mean and even me like i'm still i'm still learning logic like i can get into pro tools and i know all my shortcuts and i can do like a crossfade and like and zoom in alt out and those kind of things so fast so i still put hearing the haunted completely together in pro tools for the moment but like i have a commitment to like by 2022 to be releasing all of my hearing the haunted episodes in logic i mean that's my goal anyway but uh, anyway, so back to 2016, we would uh, we would basically I'd write the script, um, then I would uh, I'd send the script to the other three or four people I was working with, my wife, the other members of the band, and they'd read through it. You know, we'd make changes, and then we would cast uh, uh, the voices. A lot of the voices we did in house because we were broke, and we couldn't afford voice actors um, or that kind of thing. And then the ones we really wanted, we were saving up for. Uh, so we'd finally. We got some big names from No Sleep, Peter Lewis, Jessica McAvoy to be on the first season. And it just it just started coming together. But like uh, to answer your question earlier, like the smallest file would have like 30 tracks, like these uh, just a mini episode that was only eight minutes long. That only had two people talking in one room or one scenario. But if somebody was running at somebody with a weapon or an explosion happens. I mean, it's it's a movie for your ears at that point. There's no visual element to it, but all of the foley is still there. We had to create all the foley in house. I'd take. Well, like I was gonna a, say, did you, that was my other question: is like, how did you source your foley if it was done natively? Or so we we did a combination of both. Uh, uh, we love freesounds.org, but we don't <laughs> just steal from it. We would upload to it as well anonymously, so and you know, not require anybody you know using it in any attribution or anything like that. 
because that's what we we wanted to. We got like a really good slicing scalpel sound or a door closing really well. We'd upload that. I don't care if people use it in their audio drama because somebody out there somewhere got a really good trunk sound I needed for a car and I was able to use it that I just couldn't get the bird to shut up in my yard for me to get it, that kind of thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, towards towards the middle of season three, it just became burnout because all mm-hmm. of us are doing this. There's no monetary gain to it whatsoever. We had, at that point, we had finally broke the hundred mark on our Patreon subscribers. Um, and we're down to like 43 today. So, you know, I mean, it, that's, it's a very subscription based model. If someone's not listening to it, obviously they're not going to spend their money on it. I don't blame them. I wouldn't either. Um, I'm still very fortunate to have the 43 I got because without those 43 people, there is no hearing the haunted because hearing the haunted now is literally just me and my producer, Rachel. And I, I source my content, uh, as far as I write, probably still, I don't know, 60% of the scripts for hearing the haunted, but it's the first time I've opened it up to the public where they can submit a story. They have to go through all of Cyrenicide. Hearing haunted.com has all the listings, but if somebody's like a, a brand new writer out there that's got a horror story they want to tell and they want to hear it brought to life in their ears. We've done that for a lot of people, you know, like established authors and Greenpeace, you know. So it's been a it's been really cool, you know, the workflow, but it's at that point the reason why I have a producer putting the episode together because when I was putting all the Siren aside together, I'm working, you know, 45 to 50 hours a week here uh, at my day job and I'm coming home and working another 90 hours through the week literally like staying up to two o'clock in the morning and my other team members are too. Cause one guy's doing sound effects. One guy's writing the music. The other guy's uh, sourcing more actors promoting the show. Yeah. I mean, it's a full-time job. And it was just at that point, you know, when the show was finally over, it was like, well guys, I'm going to do this anthology thing. And everybody's like, yeah, we're out, you know, <laughs> thanks. It's been fun. We'll listen to it. And I don't blame them. There's no malice. Like we're about to have a big siren aside, a holiday party, uh, this, you know, two weeks and everybody's coming over and hanging out and we're like, we're still on really, and a lot of them do guest come over and do guest voices on hearing the haunted. Um, cause that's the beauty of an anthology. So as you can recycle somebody over and over, you know, <laughs> as long not, as you make sure they're yeah. named differently in the script, you're yeah, fine. Exactly. Because I mean, it's, you know, it's like that American, like American horror, horror, story. horror story. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jinx poke, <laughs> but, uh, freaking, yeah, it's just, you can recycle the actor and it, it allows me to use people I've really, really liked before. And where they're not just grounded to one or two people they were in the serialized story. But uh, right now, you know, without getting too deep, um, I'm working on uh, bringing all the scripts for the the season four to live. I have this amazing editor. She's going through and literally listening to every episode of Sirenicide and elaborating even more on the cues. That way there's going to be a script book, hopefully in the next year or two, where people can read along with the podcast or they can just read the podcast. Right. You know, so, and it gives me the availability to shop those options, you know, with an agent and things like that. If it's something I want to be see developed in the something like I just finished the, uh, the arcane series on Netflix and I've never played a second of League of legends, but I'm watching this, this cartoon animation and it is so great. And it's so well, I'm like, man, that would be really cool. Cause I sit there and listen to some of the stuff inside Renaissance. I'm like, there's no way this could be live action. No one's ever going to spend this kind of money on this thing, <laughs> but I'm watching this. I'm like, but it could be that, you know? Yeah, so, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, so, that's the, the the beauty of uh, modern animation is those doors are, are really open, right? Yeah, to, and, and like you see so different kinds of well projects acted. all the time. Yep. So I mean, it, it's it's as far as it would be about you know ten to twenty hours a week in writing, and then it would be another sixty to eighty hours a week in production. Now again, this was all by one person, but it was mm-hmm. by a collective group. 
And if we, why we were one episode that you're listening to on your headphones, we're already five episodes down the line, you know, once we got our workflow going. But in the first two seasons, it was like South Park. It was like three days to three make. Three days. Yeah. Three days yeah, to air. I mean, it was, it was like, it was airing on uh, Thursday, aired every Thursday at midnight. And there'd be sometimes it'd be, you know, Wednesday at like, 11 freaking 40 and we're doing the final export i got everything on Lipson, all the descriptions all the hashtags loaded i just need the file and the artwork's already there so i can upload it like it'd be that close to the bell and like you know back then my drummer my producer eddie vile he'd be like i can't keep doing this dude i gotta work tomorrow <laughs> at like seven <laughs> so meanwhile i can't of- even get angela to read articles so you know uh. yeah <laughs> this is the the uh the amount of time put into double density does not come close to to that. And I, uh, but I mean, we, we've talked about different doing different kinds of, of of episodes. I think it's just a question of like what we really want to do down the line, right? Yeah, yeah. and I've had a. I, mean, I I love doing this. Like for so, Brian and I have always said this podcast is like the best hobby. It's it's so much fun, and we we get it's a reason to talk to each other too. Like it's it's a lot of fun because. Okay. Essentially, Brian and I talk every day, although not actually with like vo- voices. We just, <laughs> we mostly just uh, chat either through Google or, or or iMessage, and we the whole po- point of starting the podcast was to just talk about we talk a concentration about. of things that we were already talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, when we used to work, we literally worked together for like in the same what we were a small team of like five people, yep. right, six people. Yeah, and we worked together for a couple of years. Wow. So like we would, uh, they would, uh, would have like little documentary viewing parties in my in my office because I had I had a closed office. It was the last time I ever had a closed office, and uh, we would watch uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Remember that, Brian? That was fun. Yeah, we also watched uh, Louis Theroux's Weird Weekends. Yeah, we <laughs> just watch weird, weird documentaries. Yeah. yeah, that's cool, man. So, and then we, you know, now we just do that for the podcast. Yeah, my kids come down and like, what are you watching? Nothing <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> Uh, moving on though, um, uh, Johnny mentioned Unsolved Mysteries before, and it's funny because uh, I'm gonna very quickly segue into the paranormal side of things. And Sweet. I did a rewatch of like the first seven Robert Stack seasons, like throughout 2019 and 2020. And it's funny because when I was a kid, the paranormal stuff scared me, but the missing person stuff as an adult freaks me out more. Ditto. Yeah. Yep. It's yeah, really I remember, weird. I and also, like, whenever you hear the the update noise and it's like this person, unfortunately, has passed away, like, it hit me hard. Yep. The the, the update thing was, like, a, was it, I, I'm trying to remember, was it the Unsummoned song, like, but, like, almost in, like, a different yeah, key? Yeah, almost, like a, yeah. It was, it was like a, uh, like, is a, the theme feels way mo- more minor and then it was, like, a more of a, uh, it felt like more of an uplift. But then they'd say something like, you know, on some of them. <laughs> well, it's too late because mom had already passed away when we finally found. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. oh, that's that's heartwarming. <laughs> but uh, do you have a do you have a ghost behind you, Johnny? Because like I see stuff moving, but I think it's your mini split like uh, spitting air into it. Right. It's your air conditioner like blowing the wind oh, in it, your it on your banners over there. Because I keep thinking like somebody's moving back there. Yeah, it might be. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a brand new construction house. Isn't even a year old yet. So hopefully, uh, so I th- yeah, I think I think that's your air conditioner like, pushing. So ever, you... <laughs> it's not on. Here we go. No, it's on. Uh, this <laughs> home, this home is built in uh, League City, Texas. And if you like to pause things in Google audio files, Google the Killing Fields, League City, Texas, and you'll find it's near this road called Calder Road off of I forty five heading towards Galveston. 
and it's where a bunch of women were found murdered and a horrible, horrible, horrible story. And we did an ep- a fictional episode called The Killing Fields on Cybernicide in season four, inspired by it. Plug, plug. But uh, this home development is built about a mile uh, south of that, southwest uh, of it. All that's still a clear marshy field area where all that, there's like a church outside of it, an old road, and they have all these trees marked with ribbons, and there's a memorial. Um, and supposedly everybody was found. But, you know, I can't help but being like, well, you know, everybody was like that was found. They found out who they how the who the bodies were and those kind of things. But not every single missing girl was found. And so, you know, it, it does every now and then I'll look out that window that's behind me that um, no one can see. But it overlooks like this just, you know, I mean, going towards Galveston, you're getting closer and closer to the Gulf of Mexico. So there's no pine trees or anything like that out there. Right. And uh, yeah, there's a movie, I think, with uh is it Matthew McConaughey or something like that called the kill? It's like an over dramatization of it all. But one of the things they said, like, was like these poor girls, they could probably see the freeway, but no one could hear them scream. And I'm like, great, oh, man. cool. I built a house out here. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and, and, and you have, and, and, and right now, so like, it's possible you're like on some sort of. Yeah, like burial ground. Exactly. So like you know. poltergeist. Exactly. But it's so not that like, isn't necessarily the air conditioning. Yeah, it might, then it, might it not could be, be just it could the be spirit. Somebody crying for you know. Are you help. cooling right now? <laughs> so like for Brian and I, the thought of cooling our homes right now would not. Yeah, it be is about. Uh, let's see, what is it right now? Because the sun has gone down. It is still seventy-eight degrees here. You know, what's at, that in in Canadian funds? Oh, Brian, that's like. <laughs> uh, I, well, so right now here, I'll tell hold you. Hold on, the I just pulled up the weather app. It is minus eleven Celsius. So that would be. Well, I'm just gonna use the. Let me use the power of the internet. Hold on, my own limits. <laughs> minus twelve. Wow. No, it's not minus twelve Fahrenheit. There's twelve Fahrenheit. Sorry. Wow. It's not. It's twelve Fahrenheit. Yes. Not minus twelve. 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 Cold. Yeah. No, it never gets that yeah, here. It, no. <laughs> it's and this is this is mild. Oh, and I'm There's talking. Yeah, I'm like talking still... about moving away very soon. I need to move closer to the equator. Yeah. Definitely. No, at this it's point. A... It was a uh, I don't know what that what is for you guys, but it was uh, it's twenty five seventy to twenty five for us. So eighty nine quite warm. Eighty nine degrees for me today was the high. Jesus, yeah. So yeah, you know, Res- so I'm just in a t shirt. I'm in a t shirt hanging Christmas decorations. I got like <laughs> snow patterns on them. <laughs> no, there is there's snow on the ground, and it's we're just stupid tonight. and foolish. And then, I think. Yeah, it's gonna go into freezing rain tomorrow. It's great. I'm gonna slide all the way to the bus stop for my kid. Yeah, but so, you know the downside is then you'd have to you know if you're here you still gotta live in Texas you know that's where that's also true. Yes, people's with all rights the, away the ups and downs <laughs> of living. <in Texas. laughs> um, so you um, only if you're so, a woman, not I'm fine. <laughs> oh man. If maniacs, zombies, aliens, monsters, and madmen are your line, then try this. Double density. The phone number nightmares are made of. Call 1-900-909-CREEP. Double density. Puts you in touch with the baddest of the bad. And now you can be a double density star. Record your own screaming monster madness. You may be heard by millions of double density fans nationwide. Call now. Under 18, get permission before calling. $2 first minute, 45 cents each additional minute. Double density. Double density. 
uh, a bridge to this, uh, you had mentioned before talking about like missing women and things like that. And I um, sort of serendipitously had found this like TikTok about this very random um, appearance of a very uh, quick flashing uh, news bulletin at the end of a uh, Chicago area uh, CBS or NBC affiliate um, from the late 80s doing a sign off of like this missing person. But unfortunately, the picture is like a very badly Xerox picture. So it kind of unfortunately looks very like the person looks bug eyed, even though it's probably just yeah, large glasses. Alien. And it kind of just the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of just tickled that weird part of my brain that just yearns for like nostalgia, even the scary parts of it. It looks like uh, in the fourth kind in that movie, like when that when the yes. dude's eyes stretch out. That's what that photo it's looks creepy. like. It yeah. is a creepy image. Like I, I've always found photos that are old looking, or you know, like when you when you see even like uh, when you see pictures of the 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 kids, well, the kids, whatever, how however old they were, but the people that were going on the Dyatlov Pass, you know, like when they were taking pictures of them mm. and everything that happened there. Who knows what that was? But that's were they are they considered missing people too, or did they find them all? I think the body count's done, right? I think the Dyatlov Pass. Yeah. Anyway, we we've never done an episode on that, but that 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 it reminded me of like the pictures you see from that incident, right? Because they found cameras and stuff, yeah. right? So like those grainy, old black and white pictures. It um, you're gonna put this in the show notes, right, Brian? Yes. Yeah, you can't. Did I tell you the most the most terrifying part of that TikTok he put on was the way the guy was holding his yeah you microphone that. for his <laughs> his home pod his AirPods yeah I was like called. no they're not AirPods they're nice uh, mic earpods <laughs> and like dude you don't have to hold it right up to your face like that like it it works by hanging yeah the video behind him is so creepy but his demeanor is like I'm like is he about to cut a joke is he about to make a joke and then the joke never comes and I'm like uh, this this is. This guy's not funny, but I don't think he's trying to be funny, but I feel like he wants to make a joke here, but the, the, the video just ends. <laughs> but no, it was really weird. Uh, so Rob Christopherson... Well, I'm old and don't understand TikTok. Yeah, well, that's that's also very true. But Rob Christopherson recently of Our Strange Shy sent me a TikTok where the guy was cradling an AT2020. And I was like, that's not the kind of microphone you just hold in your hand and talk into. It was like a very weird and like I was just so fixated on him being unable to actually hold the microphone properly and get good sound of it that I was just like, I didn't even pay attention to the content the first time I watched the video because I was just incensed that I had to watch it like another time and get yeah. over it. Well, it's just like like you got the SM7B in front of you and I, I get so, uh, I hate watching like metal singers like slam that in their hands when they're in the booth, like actually recording an album. I'm like, what are you doing? Like... <laughs> That's, you're making that engineers gonna have to work all night long to make for sure. <laughs> to, well, to you know what it is, this. right? It's, every, it's everyone who's seen James Hedfield in some kind of monster, like cradle oh, yeah. it, like NSO7B, yeah. and just like tick, praying tick, that they tick, could tock. just do the more extreme version of that. <laughs> well, I just finished watching the Beatles documentary, the new one, the Get Back one by Peter Jackson. And what microphones were they using? Did you have you watched? No, it? I haven't. Yet. Have either of you watched they, it? They were using these little tiny, 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 tiny little microphones. Oh, like, like the really Bob weird. Barker microphone from the yeah, places, almost right? yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, couldn't the Beatles afford better mics than that? Well, I, I mean, they were not. recording anyway. Abbey Road, right? So, so not good. He wasn't, no, they, they didn't record that in Abbey Road. They recorded at Apple Studios. So, so uh, to not go back to the first part of the show, um, I, there's a fun fact I found out that A Static and Sure were both in competition for like Elvis. And of course, he, oh. he picked Sure. And now everybody's like, well, what's an A Static? But if you watch <laughs> the Hemorrhage in My Hands music video by Fuel. Yeah. He's singing into this awesome-looking metallic mic that's got, like, the Z going down the side of it. And I'm like, that could have been, like... Because when you see the silhouette of a Shure, even without the 
the the name on yeah. it is like this right is here. the microphone icon for but I'm mean like the the Sure 55 it's got the grade like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. your iconic microphone yeah. logo this is, and it's just like the the power of you know uh Elvis from the 50s to just be like I dubbed this mic I want it and now that's like the microphone and but I have an A Static 77 because I saw it in that music video and I found one on eBay like in 2015 and it sounds amazing. I mean, it, I've had vintage Sure uh, Super 55s, and they don't sound that great. So I'm thinking somebody just greased a palm there. Like, if you pick our microphone, yeah. boss, we're going to give you a lot of money. You know, I, I'm just impressed with how long microphones last. Like, this one's over 20 years old, and a, it still looks great. Is and it sounds 58? Good. Or? Yeah, it's a 58. Yeah, yeah. indestructible. I just bought it. I just got, I got the SM7B like this spring, and I'm hoping it lasts me a good couple of thousand years. I might. I have one. It's in the far corner back there by that coat. Uh, and I, oh yeah, like I see I it. Do, okay, when, yeah. I, when I do guest interviews, I, I have them use that one, and I love my SMB. And if I do any vocals like singing, yeah, I use that one in a, in a heartbeat. Yeah, um, I'm hoping my home pods last as long as this. Yeah, keep keep dreaming, Angela. <laughs> keep dreaming. Um, What could space be? What could it be made of? What the heck is all those lights out there? Is this just a black curtain with holes in it? I don't know. I'm trying to find out. Double density. So, Johnny, just uh, what is the last piece of gear that you bought? Well, other and we're back in tech. No, I'm just way. curious. <laughs> like this is just organic <laughs> conversations. Well, yeah, but that, it. it's like you. The uh, did we mention this in the show or did we say it to Johnny before? But like, you're you're one of the guests where like you're very familiar with both sides right. of our podcast, right? So yeah, the uh, you're, you're our ideal listener. My 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 most exciting purchase of gear, like for music and production, believe it or not, is I bought a short throw. 4k projector that is like only has to be nine inches from whatever surface it's going to be projected on and it was i mean and amazingly quiet projector great lumen i can't remember the lumen count off the top of my head but it's probably my most favorite piece of gear i've i've purchased and other than computers like in a while like this backdrop because i mean i've used a projector in a lot of our old concerts and just your standard bulb projector and has to yeah. sit like above the crowd's head and angle down or has to be 10 feet back on this drum riser and this thing like when i first plugged it in i was like do i really want to take this on stage and so i went into my room and i put a big sheet across the wall oh did you post those pictures on facebook i like, think i you did testing? Yeah. yeah you were testing this yeah. out, I, saw I was those playing a while ago. fable on game pass on xbox and my character in fable was like as tall as i was i'm like man i feel like i'm just walking through the level <laughs> this is the coolest <laughs> freaking toy ever but uh no it's a very i mean other than the android software it comes with it's a very uh very cool piece of gear that i've liked um and it's, uh, I mean, and the only reason I'm not trying to dog on Android, I just, it's very, it's just very laggy. You could tell it was like, you made that, oh, you can you know. dog on Android. Oh, uh, yeah. But of course, uh, Angel's going to whisper yeah. that out. <laughs> I look, my, my, my Sony TV comes with an Android like TV thing on it. No, and it's, man. I've been wanting a Sony TV so bad. You just like, oh, but no, but me. then, but then you plug it into an Apple TV and everything's okay, fixed, okay. right? Like, I don't, I don't use the Android TV. Like, and I, I will tell you, watching 4K uh, Dolby Vision on, the Android portion of the, like on Disney Plus, right? It's all for 4K uh, Dolby Vision. Yeah. If I when I switched to getting when I got the Apple TV 4K in the spring, 
um, I didn't realize my TV could look that good and made that much of a difference. Even though the internal actual software of the TV runs Dolby Vision, the external Apple TV makes it look even oh, better. Oh, wow. My newest, my newest piece of music gear, though, I bought a uh, Beta 87 wireless microphone. I oh, nice. Always, always what made you want to do that? Well, I, I traditionally, I had a uh, Beta 58 wireless I've used. I like wireless mics. So I like to go out. I play like small like dive bars and stuff with my, my synth project. And when I had the metal band, same thing. And I, I love like messing with people like that are on the patio or on the on the bar, like sitting next to them while they're trying to drink or watch a game and just be like talking to them while I'm singing. Just And you can't do that if you're cabled. Um, that and when I've had three open heart surgeries, hence the name Johnny Stitches. It's not just a fun name. It's, it's got history. But I, I don't like using house mics. I'm like terrified that I'm going to get on, especially like in this age, I'm going to get from the dude that just hacked all over it. I'm going to get something that most people could pass off in a week that could like take, you know, put me in the hospital, that kind of thing of getting sick because my immune system is just crap. Well, also like it's, it's also uh, in a lot of cases wired too, right? Whereas like right. this gives you the wired. wired exactly. Option. So I, I always wanted a beta uh, 87, but I could never afford it. And I didn't want it too much because I did metal vocals, which are very harsh and coming through an 87, it's it, it's just it gives feedback and things like that. But in my synth project, everything's clean vocals, so I you know I get to have that super sexy smooth diva experience with this <laughs> predominantly used female mic. You know that's yeah, typically yeah, yeah. the the the. But I like the shape of it too. Like if you if you Google a uh, uh, Beta 87 um, wireless, it's got this like very cool cone looking shape to it and where most shures are kind of like angelos it's just got a circle ball on the end of it but and it's got this cool little blue band going on it and the eon codes colors are blue so um i've been very happy with it it's got such a great sound you know for live performance for being a dynamic microphone but it's a well a lot of the tech podcasters use it because it was it's it's been in the tech podcast circles it's been named as one of the better more affordable podcasting yeah. mics. And I love I just, my so. my 58s. I have a regular 58, I have a beta 58, I have a wireless beta 58. I probably own I don't know, 60 microphones. So, <laughs> jeez. Easy. Yeah, with it. Here's the second microphone like <laughs> fiend that we've had I don't have like head. any of these like 20 grand Noidmans or anything crazy like that. Like my that like spanners I had. Think, <laughs> I think I think that wireless 87 is the most expensive mic I've ever purchased and it was like 770 bucks. Um, because of the receiver and all that that comes with yeah, it. If yeah, it had yeah. just been the wired one, it would have been even cheaper. But yeah, yeah, we had our, our we had uh, Richard Spanners ready who had uh, the um, he had a Neumann, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. 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 I so can dream. Nice. Mic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a nice. Well, I mean, his wife's a singer too, right? So like oh, they there they you had, go. they've had He's got the, the reason. But he, I think he had to beg and plead. I just claim to be a singer. I'm not actually. <laughs> <one. laughs> yeah, the SM7B, I got a heavy discount on it because I had, I had store credit for something, so it ended up costing me like 300 and something. So I like it actually worked out quite, quite well for me, all things considered. You have to pay Canadian funds over here, right? So it's like, it, uh, because the regular price, the SM7B exactly is on top of that, yeah. almost $600. Oh, yeah. yeah. 570 Yeah, it's 570 I think, yeah. Sorry, uh, Johnny, you were saying something? That it's it, that's the same price it was in like 2012, and the same price it'll be in 2028. That thing never fluctuates <laughs> unless it's, there's a sale or something like yeah. that. But like, it's just like uh, I said earlier, I have these Bose L1 27 pound PAs. That's like I bought my first one in 2008. I bought a second one in 2016. Same price. 
Yeah. They never go down. They're always nine nine ninety nine. They might be on sale for like Black Friday for eight ninety nine. Right, but it's never. I, well, then- I got really mad because I placed my order and got my SS seven B, and then there was an employee discount program at work because of a promotion they were running, and <laughs> I could have saved even more money. Um, but it was like a weird return policy with the place I bought it, so I just decided to like stick with the hassle-free version of it also i'd already been using it anyway so i was like why not well, at this point it, at least you didn't get a brand new macbook that came in on black friday that's that true. You ordered nine weeks ago <laughs> that's true that is very <laughs> true paid for already um uh, very important though uh, uh, uh you deal with a lot of horror and horrors and stuff like what mm-hmm. what actually like scares you uh, uh, what scares any dad something happening to my children that is the, yeah. I mean, without getting super heavy, that is the thing that shakes me to my core. I mean, I've, I've, uh, not bragging cause it's nothing to brag about. I've, I've died on the surgeon's table. Uh, I mean, it, it, which is not a big deal when you start looking at surgeries, people's hearts stop brains, you know, have, you know, can almost be out for two minutes, things like that happen. Um, and, uh, I, I've, I've experienced some supernatural stuff in my life, but I don't like really believe in ghost i mean even with the air conditioner and the dead girls behind me (laughs) but uh um you know i mean i don't i don't think we're alone uh those kind of things but i've never really considered like i know it's kind of not trying to contradict a bunch of y'all shows but i don't consider like aliens the supernatural like i feel like we don't consider them super i I don't i feel like it it would be very you know if it if they showed up it would be an unnatural occurrence here's an organism from some place we could have never fathomed that exists like yeah, i can say that that's, that's like, fair. yeah, that's, yeah that's, fair. that's not I don't scary to with me that. I, now I things like with that. the malicious side of what it could be that's scary like you know like the fourth kind element like that movie or you know war of the worlds like that that independence day scenario yeah that's you know that would suck if they're like oh nope time to exterminate this place but that's a more of a hollywood thing that's not something that keeps me up at night but yeah i mean like the thought of you know you know, um, is something, you know, before, and I don't mean like an ailment. Like, I mean, I, I feel bad for, you know, I mean, I, I grew up with a congenital heart disease my whole childhood and I, I've, you know, I'd go to the hospital and talk to, you know, little girls and boys my age that weren't there two years later, you know, and it, it was a right. very, you know, uh, heavy experience to, to go through as a child. Um, but it gave me a, I guess a, a firm, uh, affinity for death and not a fear of it or right. anything like that. I don't embrace it or anything like that. Like I want to, I'm the type of guy to be like, I'll keep, just plug it into me, freaking put whatever you got in my veins. I want to breathe as long as I can. I fought this hard, been sliced open on the butcher's block three times. Keep it going. You know, whatever I got to do to see my grandkids, I don't care. Um, so, but I, uh, I think it's just, I think your experiences have forced you to sort of, um, yeah. uh, assess how you feel about these in a very direct right. way. Right. Which then informs what yep. scares you too. Yeah, uh, the, I guess the the closest um, supernatural uh, thing that uh, kind of gives me a, l- a little bit of fear is uh, the fact that something could be here. Not really aliens in the regard as much of, as uh, like if there is a malevolent energy that is responsible for something and people that in a very higher state throughout history would have been able to uncover or find out like the vat again and places like that and then just lock it away. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and then, you know, knowing that our fellow humans are sitting on something like that, that, you know, which can go into disclosure and a lot of those other, you know, things that it, it always, whenever I bring that up to somebody, you know, it gets pinpointed to aliens really quickly. But I was like, but imagine if like they've discovered entities and things like that and, you know, 
and can explain it, but decide not to because of the hysteria that would accompany knowing like, no, that's not intuition. That's actually this elemental thing that, you know, we can't fathom. Like the thought of something like that being real, that's kind of freaky, but my, my reality sober realistic brain just shoots the crap out of that real quick you know Um. it's funny angela and i did an episode on exorcisms a while back right and so the like the criteria by which you need to get to um the point of allowing exorcism to happen on the vatican side of things is insane to me but then i think similarly of like what is locked away or what has been put away or what is alive and thriving that we're not aware of for a variety of reasons that can't be named that you can't quite measure so in Star Wars, there's a there's a line that gets thrown around all the time, which is I got a bad feeling about this. And Sirenicide, there's a line that we throw around subtly in like every season, once or twice. It says all stories are all tales are based on some fact. And when it comes to the the Vatican, yeah, you can only do so many exorcisms before something off. Like there's not saying all that crap's true. I'm just saying like there's got to be some. There's got to be a figment of that. Absolutely. A kernel or something of like that we can't, we're just not there at the evolutionary of our brain or our caliber yet to comprehend like what some primitive hundreds of years ago exorcism of our species represent or like Saul, like that kind of thing. Um, and, and that to me could be chalked way more up to aliens before it would be demons. Like, well, you know. You're making me think with all this Vatican talk and stuff, like all those. Like the the miracles are lured and um, the ones oh. the Garibandal yep. uh, kid that that the the footage the film footage of that going back to like the mid nineties when I watched this end of the world special on NBC and seeing them like running backwards like super fast and stuff mm-hmm. that that stuff is freaky to me like I don't believe it I think it was just kids making stuff up but the way they were running and stuff like that that, that could like there's a little bit inside of me that says maybe that there was something to them. They were like in ecstasy all the time and seeing things apparently. But, you know, I have kids in my house. They lie all the time, right? Like, well, mine, mine are perfect. They don't lie, but... Uh, I can't I'm wait sure for the daily do. I can't wait. <laughs> but no, the kids kids lie. Kids make things up all the time. So you, you wonder, or, you know, all those people in Lourdes, what, was it Lourdes? What did they see? The like, Secrets of Fatima? Like mean? the miracle... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it was was it Fatima or Lords? What's the difference? There? I can never. Well, there's. A, I think the, it was Fatima, right? Yeah. Well, there's the three secrets, right? Yeah, but what which one's Lords? Is that a is different that the place? crying statue? Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, I get those confused all the time. But Fatima, yes. Yeah, it's the, the weeping. It's the weeping statue. Okay, and then Fatima was the ones where the 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 sun danced in the sky or yep. something. Yeah, like that. the 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 figure had appeared to the three kids, right? Yeah, but couldn't somebody have taken out their iPhone and taken a video of it? Of course not. <laughs> no, exactly. You know, oh, wait. Was it, well, go, 20, was it 1919? That just Sorry. goes back to what you were saying earlier. Like, old photos are so creepy. It's like, thank you, iPhones yeah. and high-definition pixel cameras and stuff. There will never be cool photos ever again. <laughs> I know, and nobody's catching yeah. UFOs on these exactly. videos, right? Have I mentioned that, Brian? No, you haven't oh, yet, Angela. Please, by all means, you haven't mentioned yeah. that in 180 episodes. So please continue <laughs> no. your line of inquiry. Yeah. No, but yeah. Well, so wait. I have a like. I was gonna the other day. I went out with. I left my phone inside the house. I'm like, I guarantee a UFO is gonna show up because if I don't have my phone, with 
And then Brian's gonna make fun of me that endlessly. I'll say endlessly. I saw UFO, but I didn't have my I didn't take a picture because I didn't have my phone with me because the aliens knew. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, coming back to what John was saying, like we we as humans operate uh, and vibrate in certain frequencies, right? So like, right. who's to say that over time those frequencies haven't changed? Like these are the things that I often give uh, like passing thought to, and until like right now in this moment, I don't really have to like talk about it till I have to talk about it. But yeah, it's something that I that like passively preoccupies me. It's very interesting well, I, to think about. I think that you know, I mean, at the end of the day, for me humanity is the most scary thing out there and and cyrenocide i explore that a lot because i have everything in that you know there's spirits there's five different realms there's a dead realm there's an agony realm there's an arc realm which is like heaven agony realms like hell and then there's an ethereal plane called cypher and then there's the midland which is where we at here the ever-expanding physical plane um and whenever a supernatural being or a creature or a ghost is is using their power, I try in our show to showcase that the dialogue, since it's an audio drama, sometimes their lines of why they're doing it are so much more scary than what's happening to the person themselves because of the malicious intent that is coming along with what they're doing to an individual in a story. And that, just to me, gets back to the humanity of it. You know, I mean, it's not that this this creature is twisted because, you know, when, a, when someone says... And now you will no longer exist because I am going to take you out. Mm-hmm. That's it is, it's not the process of how they're taking the person out or what weird plane they came from. The act at the end of the day is no different than somebody saying, I don't want you to exist no more. I'm going to shoot you. You know, right. it's just it's just creepy because it's a ghost doing it or a wraith or a vampire, you know. Um, so I try to always tie the the humanity element to my malevolent entities and things like that that way it's not just a cackling villain doing it just for destruction's sake you know there's some kind of uh you know motive to all of it no one in the story uh uh stories of cyrenocide just are evil for evil's sake there's there's a there's a twistedness to them where most evil people really are they think they're either good or they think they're justified and that kind of thing and that's that's scary. I mean, that's in our politics, and there. I mean, you know, you're a member of them in the show. There's this organization called the Dark Elite, yes, which is what you voiced. And there's this council that has been keeping all these secrets, like I've been talking about. They know about the existence of supernatural creatures, beings, and so forth, and entities in all these realms. And they're trying to safeguard humanity against it. And they think they're doing a good job, but they're literally. They know they're in the shadows, and they have embraced it, the dark elite. I mean, they they know what they are. They are the Illuminati, for lack of a better term. And when it starts falling apart, and I won't get into spoilers for those of you who haven't listened yet that want to binge it, but uh, you start realizing, you know, it's so subjective. Because I've had listeners tell me, dude, I don't think the dark elite's a bad organization. And I've had other listeners tell me, I was so happy when it started disintegrating. And it's like... Well, I mean, again, there's no right or wrong answer. I try to write everything as open-ended. Like Vima, the character that you interacted with, um, you know, she is one of our most hated characters if you read the reviews. Because mm-hmm. people just mm-hmm. despise her, and she is still my favorite character. And she's not even like, she's a supporting character. She's not a main character. She's a supporting character, but she is, I'm so proud of how that actor who who played her is one of my best friend's wives who's never acted in her day. She's a baker. Uh, and just took this and ran with it. And she had, she still had braces and all that kind of stuff when we first entered in. 
and had to get and got those pulled off while we were making the show. So she had to like learn how to go back and still talk like she had braces to keep the cohesive nature of the character, <laughs> you know. And and everybody thought, you know, you think about a female villain in almost any Hollywood sense or comic book sense, and it's it's a character that's going to be, you know very maniacal and evil and cackling or it's super sexy and 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 uh, a temptress or just a uh, daddy didn't hug her enough or something like that. it's all cliched out and this person just loses a sibling and it spirals them. them yeah yeah on a path that just does something to our world that is very engaging if you listen to the show i think but i'm biased <laughs> Uh, I feel like this is a great place to list off where people can find the show and find yourself, Johnny. All right. So if uh, you're interested in in hearing uh, about a bunch of uh, renegade surgeons, um, uh, hold on real quick. My name is Matthew Fennis, and something terrible has happened to me. An event that has sent me traveling down a road I was never meant to be on. This is a story of what lies in the shadows of Morston, Texas. Siren Aside is a serialized horror drama. The criminal factions and dark government agencies are just the start of the malevolence that roams the streets of this macabre city. The tales in Siren Aside tap into the fear and lore that envelop what most would consider to be fiction. So uncover the dark secrets, evil murders, supernatural experiences, and mysterious doctors awaiting in this modern epic. Binge the show for free right now on your favorite podcast platform or at sirenicide.com. All of uh, Johnny's um, podcasts and uh, social media profiles will also be available in our show notes. So you can go ahead and click there. You don't necessarily have to end up on our website because it'll be right there in the episode notes. Basically, if you like, you know, um, not not just nightmare podcasts and stuff, but you want a story that is self-contained, that embraces the supernatural, you know, that has dark secrets, evil murders, super uh, mysterious doctors, and missing persons and vampires and all that such. It is all based in a fictional version of uh, of uh, Houston, Texas called Morston. And it all starts with just a, a guy waking up with a big scar on his chest. Definitely doesn't call back to my childhood at all. <laughs> and, and basically wondering how it got there. You know, like he was kidnapped and he goes to the doctors. And the doctor's like, listen, there's been some stuff, you know, nothing's been sutured in you, but things have been rearranged but you're fine everything's fine your heart's not enlarged and then he starts realizing he doesn't get sick if he gets injured he heals quicker and then he starts finding out there's other people like that and it just unfolds through four seasons of a very open uh arching story that you can find at sirenicide.com that's s-i-r-e-n-i-c-i-d-e very easy word um never name your podcast after your band um so that Stock show is SEO. that uh exactly uh that show is uh um it's also got these ice episodes which are intensive care episodes which is a lot more like this format where we talk to the uh, a lot of the voice actors and creators behind the show uh, we interviewed michael from dark tranquility you know grammy award-winning swedish metal band he's on one of our episodes and uh, those are all on our youtube page and there's a channel there where you can view those i used to have them in the actual rss feed but I always felt bad for people who are just trying to binge the story and then one of these 
one-off commentary out of, episodes out of, in the middle worlds or like out so, of like the, the internal kind of yeah like so i went back in and pulled those all out now the new show that came out halloween of 2020 uh is hearing the haunted very simple hearing the haunted.com will take you there uh if you go to johnnystitches.com there's a list of everything i'm involved in and everything i do um uh, my music and those kind of things, but Sirenicide and Hearing the Haunted are definitely my most active things. I'm working on a book series right now called Wars of Fate, which is going to take place basically in a post-apocalyptic version of where all this set, like thousands of years into the future. It's not you wouldn't need any of this, but it's really cool for the fans that do listen to it. We'll find the mini Easter egg threads connecting right. all of it because I've when it comes to fiction. I think it's, you know, I feel like Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones and a lot of these places get a pass because they get all of the the authors and the writers get all of the intelligence of the world that we live in that is our earth and all of the, everything from the Sumerians up till us now. You get all of these cultures to base all of your fictions off of, but you've got free liberty to make any magic you want, any... Uh, you know, I just, but something takes me out of it when somebody in a fictional planet or world has no relation to this at all just drops such a normal, passive, like 1980s phrase. <laughs> so I think it's really cool <laughs> that we're, I'm building a fictional world that I'm going to be writing novels in. That's how I'm going to spend my 40s, hopefully. And those novels are going to, it's, it's these, imagine being in a world where a primitive race, I don't know if anybody's played Horizon Zero Dawn, was a big influence on it, like where you're, you, you dig in the dirt and you find this and you manage to hook it up to one of your primitive power sources and you start watching an episode of South Park. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you're yeah. Gonna, uh, you unearth these artifacts from this long lost massive civilization that's gone. And uh, it's yeah, funny. It's, it's actually funny you hold one of those up because I um, just recently started reading Brian K. Vaughn's uh, graphic novel uh, Paper Girls. And at the end of and it's set in the 80s and at the end of the first issue, the one of the uh, protagonists uh, on the ground finds an iPod. Nice. And she holds it up. She doesn't know. She doesn't know what it is. And it's just like it was it was so funny when you held it up because it just like it unclenched that thing in my brain. from a couple weeks back. I mean, this is the 80 gig one. And I literally have like up until probably, I guess, 20. 13 2014 every in flames albums on here every hypocrisy albums on here but i also have all of depeche modes discography on here <laughs> and you know so i mean it's a wide mix of music on this thing so if somebody just was able to power it up and plug it in it's all there no internet right. needed you know that kind of thing but also um, no context clues right because they just they don't exactly. they just see a bunch of names they have to know what it is like it's, that's super intriguing to me so you know i mean i'm i'm very anxious to to work on that book series and i created hearing the haunted so i don't lose myself in this world I created with Sirenicide, I don't want it to be lost to time in my mind either. So I write short form. Most Hearing the Haunted episodes aren't more than 20 minutes. Um, and that's with the host introduction and those kind of things. And it's like a short anywhere from 12 to, you know, 20 minute story. And they're all one offs. And it's really fun to be able to to basically use this Sirenicide multi-realm world as a playground to just create infinite. And I, I don't want to just say horror stories because... Hearing the Haunted, I just I made sure I just call it an audio uh, anthology podcast, you know, an audio drama anthology podcast. That way, if somebody wants to write a really quirky comedy that has like a vampire in it, they can, as long as it fits the, you know, the parameters of this world, like um, that kind of thing. And it's a uh, same thing if somebody, you know, wants to write like a, a, a twisted romance story that's got to do with like two wraiths or something like that. You could, it's just an 
ever-expanding playground. And if I like it enough, you know, I'll usually offer them, you know, money for the IP for what they've written, and I right. will add it to the canon itself. Yeah. So that kind of as thing. Lo- I think a- as long as, like, and I've talked to other people about this um, outside the podcast, but, like, as long as your world setting is is done properly, then, like, you can have that kind of interplay in those different kinds of tonal stories um, just based on the fact that like, there's an understanding that this is the world they're in sometimes, right. you know, once again, like I think like a lot of humanity comes through your stories, right? So there's good yep. and there's bad. So if there's a comedic take on something in a little corner of the world, that's fine too. And tying it back into technology, like uh, there's this app called glide and it's a video messaging app and it is one of the most, if it wasn't for the Glide app, this process would have been way harder because you can't just FaceTime somebody who lives in Japan, you know, or a writer that's in Norway and be like, hey, I just read your story. The thing is, my vampires, when they feed, they don't just bite. They they pull the flesh open. So what I need you to do on this scene, if you could rewrite this one line with the Glide app, it's not through a text. It's not me trying to send a large video file. Uh, I'm not... I don't own the Glide app, and I'm not paid by them, by the way. <laughs> but I, <laughs> it's a very small app, but it's it's basically I just hold, you know, I press the button, I make the video. It's a short, compressed little video, but they can see, like, the emotion and that kind of thing, and then they can just respond to it with a video, and I can watch that when I get off work. Right. It's like a video answer machine, you know, messaging service, and it's so cool. And if it wasn't for, like, that and things like FaceTime and stuff like that, the this show wouldn't have been able to become what it is. So... The emergence of my my love for technology and wanting my production, like season four, episode nine-ish versus season one, episode two, the quality shift is massive because any artist is always going to strive to keep making their work better and that kind of thing. And hearing The Haunted sounds 20 times better than any Sironicide <laughs> episode. So, and hopefully with the technology, it'll only get better. But, you know, it was one of those things, like I was listening to Double Density and uh, you have a very, very uh, uh, quick way to way you deliver your diction and stuff like that when, when, you, when you talk, Brian. And I thought, man, that'd be so cool for someone like, like mansplaining Vima. Like, listen, why are you doing this? You don't understand. Yeah, yeah. We need, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to reach out to this guy and see if he'll get on the show. <laughs> like, so, um, you know, it, it's, it's really crazy. Like some of the v- video game uh, actresses and stuff like that and people that you reach out to, like, oh, they got an agent. Uh, there's no way I'll be able to get this person. And it's like, well, no, it's an independent podcast that's, you know, and I'm just doing a service for hire, you know. So they're like, yeah, I'll do it for 20 bucks. Just send me the script over. And it's like, okay. okay. <laughs> cool. You are people. You put pants on too. Exactly. Like yes. <laughs> it's a super weird feeling. Okay, Angelo. So listen, uh, uh, Johnny's done all of his listings. Now's your test. Can you list off oh, God. our social media profiles? Can you do this, Angelo? No, I can't. What is it? So it's uh, oh, doubledensity.net, yep. and then just go there, and they're all there. Yeah, right? Right. Technically speaking, yeah. Also on Twitter, double underscore density, double density podcast <laughs> over on Instagram. <laughs> and then, of course, double density podcast at gmail.com is a place that you can also email us, um, you know, make your demands, things like that. Your wishes, aspirations, and dreams for 2022. Angela and I have a uh, last episode planned before the holidays. I think we drop right before Christmas. Nice, and then in yeah. the new year, who knows? I think I have a week off between Christmas and New Year's. I think I'll finally get to that remote viewing class. The Ed Dames oh, one yes. that's been in my hard drive for like three months now. We're gonna and you're gonna remote view my office. Yeah, I think I sent you my a Reddit house? link. There's a remote viewing subreddit and someone's yes. trying to review remote view like the Euro Cup the, or something. The, 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 the World Cup in like twenty thirty or something. Yeah, exactly. Which is exactly what be. we should be using remote viewing for. 
Yeah, that's what it's important yeah. for, right? So <laughs> it's I can remote view that next year it's in Qatar and it's gonna be hella hot. Isn't it pronounced cutter? So Qatar? Is it cutter? Yeah. I have I've always said Qatar, okay, but yeah, I think I'm, well. I'm putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. As always. Uh that is you got Qatars behind you. I'm gonna have to add a rim shot in there. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, do it. I'm sure there's one in, in there's logic a ton somewhere. Of them, yeah. If not, I can yes, pull I off one of my random folders. Uh, well, do you have you have a whole do you have whole drum kits yeah, today? True. I'm a it's sit true. down comedian. This has been it for episode 180 of the Double Density Podcast, and tune in next episode as we unravel the um yeah. rather intricate mystery of understanding Angelo's humanity. Thanks, guys. Can't wait. <laughs>